0: Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You're listening to AI Audible, the new narrated article podcast from the Anfield Index Podcast Channel. In defense of Nathaniel Klein by Andy Wales. Nathaniel Klein seems to have become a hot topic this season. After arriving from Southampton in the summer of 2015 for a fee in the region of £12.5 million, Klein enjoyed an impressive first season at Anfield. As he'd shown in his time at the Saints, Klein was a solid defender with a decent technique, a tidy pass, and a good turn of pace. Having also established himself in the England team, it seemed Liverpool had resolved their right back issue at a very reasonable price. Fans were certainly happy with Klein, even though his attacking play clearly needed working on. Fast forward a year, and fans drawing up their lists of player upgrades required this summer suddenly included Klein. The guy who was a consistent performer in a defensively solid Southampton side and had a positive debut season at Anfield is now seen as surplus to requirements by some. I accept that Klein has had an indifferent campaign defensively. And a disappointing one from an attacking perspective. But of all Liverpool's personnel problems in defence, I still believe Klein is the least of those worries. A positionally smart midfielder who can read the game effectively and offer the defence some proper protection, a centre back who can anticipate play and is comfortable with 1v1s, as well as a left footed left back who can both defend and provide attacking balance are all much higher priorities than an upgrade on Klein this summer. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying Klein should be immune from criticism, far from it, but it feels as though it's become en vogue to pinpoint him as a weak link in the team. As I've already said, I don't think he's had a good season, and the attacking side of his game is an easy target. It's an area he needs to improve on, with the type of overlapping runs he makes and the quality of his crossing. However, I don't think he's as bad going forward, As some try to make out the emergence of trent alexander arnold probably hasn't helped in terms of perception of klein the youngster looks a talented prospect and will hopefully have a bright future landfield but the impatience of some for him to replace klein not only heaps unnecessary pressure and expectation on alexander arnold but also magnifies any indiscretion from klein alexander arnold looks comfortable going forward and his goal for the under 23s against everton has some perceiving him to be our very own Danny Alves. Apart from the fact that we do not have the exceptionally well-drilled back three and midfield of Juventus that can offer Alves the freedom to explore his natural attacking strength, Alexander-Arnold will need time and patience to develop his game, so unrealistic expectations and comparisons will not help the kid. A defensive issue that has stood out for me with Klein has been when strikers peel off behind our centre-backs and he's unable to cover when crosses come from our left side. Whilst this is an issue for Klein, it's also an issue that our centre-backs too easily allow forwards to drift off them with simple movement. The other side to that is how much easier opponents find it getting in behind the left side of our defence and deliver those far-post crosses. This brings me to James Milner and the contributing effect I think he has on Klein. Although I will freely admit to not being much of a fan of Miller, I absolutely admire his attitude and endeavour to what was an alien position for him at the beginning of this season. After a difficult first couple of games there, I think he grew into the role and performed admirably until the turn of the year. Since then, his form has been patchy at best and I feel he's looked somewhat leggy. His first touch is not great and his crossing is too often awful, especially given that he is a winger by trade. The big issue with him when we attack down that side is that he slows the play down and almost always looks to cut back on his right foot. All of this results in opponents getting back into position and filling space, negating the chances to utilise the pace of Klein by switching the ball into gaps. Let me make this clear, Milner's limitations are not his fault. It was the manager's decision to convert him and to play him where he does. This also does not mean that Klein's indifferent form can be blamed on Milner but I do think it is a mitigating factor. If we can recruit a left-footed left-back this summer who's adept at going forward and can help the tempo and balance of our attacking play, perhaps then we can better evaluate Klein, and assess if we really do need to consider our options at right-back. I have to say, it's nice to hear Andy standing up for Nathaniel Klein. He is, as uh, the piece suggests, very much a lot of people's favourite pinata at the moment. It seems to be doing the rounds. Everyone gets their turn, especially those in the defence, because, let's be honest, oftentimes they've deserved it. And Nathaniel Klein has, let's be honest, performed very much uh, at sub power level this season, uh, especially, as Andy highlights, in his attacking play, which is something that most people have spoken about. And it has seemed to not just be sort of uniformly poor, but to actually worsen as the season's gone on. There are times now when you just sort of wince when you see the kind of balls that he's delivering in or you see him trying to go past somebody and it's not working out. And when you combine that with, as uh, Andy says, James Milner struggling, um, you know, heroically on the other side, it's basically a serious issue. And one does lead to an imbalance of play which it de- then directly affects the other so andy makes some very very good points here and again he's not saying james milner's to blame for nathaniel Klein's form but he is saying that it's very hard to judge uh, when you've got a fella there on the far side who is quite you know like i said admirably huffing and puffing and doing his damnedest and trying to retain possession which he mostly does until it comes to the crossing of the ball and quite frankly why we're crossing the ball at all i do not understand i just don't get it i i really don't we don't have any players who like crosses diva would be the only one and we don't play him in that traditional way or maybe he's just not playing himself in that traditional way anyway i like this idea that uh, andy has of let's see if we can recruit the far more pressing uh, areas first I think Klein's absolutely um, fine, and I think when we do have Trent there in um, backup, he looks like a man who might get promoted very, very quickly. Indeed, a uh, very talented young kid, and it's good for Klein to have him there. So I would absolutely be in agreement that it's the far side of the fullbacks we need to worry about first, before anybody starts uh, jabbing too many fingers into poor old Nathaniel's chest. Thank you for listening to AI Audible. You can read this episode's article along with many others on AnfieldIndex.com. You can download our AI channel app on iOS and Android. And you can find all our AI Audible episodes on Twitter at AI Audible and on AnfieldIndex.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen,